You sure are. It is eight minutes after seven o'clock, and we're ready to roll with the flagship show, the Wednesday night show of the Employment Hour. We do Monday night, Wednesday night, the weekend shows, and of course, Employment Hour and 30 happens on Global TV and CTV on your weekend, Saturday and Sunday mornings as well. I'm Skulls, he's Lior, and we are ready to go. We're going to talk about reprisals, which are getting punished for standing up for your rights. We'll talk about that, your emails. And your phone calls, lines, just uh, just cracked them open. They're wide open, ready for you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and always one triple eight two two five. talk That number is toll-free. Lots to get at. So, Peter Patter, my friend, uh, what's going on in your world tonight? Well, first of all, John, to you and to all our listeners, uh, happy Cannabis Day. Uh, That's right. Hopefully, uh, you know, you, you've made some plans to uh, to do something. I don't know. I'll, I'll leave that at that. <laughs> Should have done uh, the show at 420. Our mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, next week. So, uh, but another big day. Also, a Raptor uh, home opener uh, this evening. So, a nice. lot of th- things going on. But uh, we're here to put those things aside just for a little bit and to talk about workplace rights. Because just because the Raptors are playing, just because uh, cannabis is legal, doesn't mean you don't have a job. Doesn't mean you don't have uh, legal issues or problems that happen in the workplace. Doesn't mean you don't have questions. So that's what we do here on Wednesdays. We do this on Mondays. We do this on the weekends, uh, etc. We answer those questions. So call us right now. Let's talk about those issues. Let's solve those problems. Let's inform and educate and hopefully help you and others listening right now. And uh, as I always say, if you don't want to call the show because you don't want to get on air, that's fine. You want to talk to me privately, we'll give you my contact information throughout the show so you can reach out by phone, by email, no problem. And the week that was is where we start off every time. John, let me tell you about a couple situations that uh, came across my desk. Uh, First situation, a gentleman that uh, I spoke with, he had uh, uh, found himself in a (laughs) a frustrating situation. He was sick for a few days, and he went to the doctor uh, and got a doctor's note. When he was better a few days later, he came back, gave his employer's doctor's note, went back to his uh, workstation to work, thought that was the end of it. Except his employer came to him uh, just a couple hours later and said, well, we looked at your doctor's note, then it's not appropriate. First thing is, it was a walking clinic. Uh, and, uh, we don't think that's good enough. We want something from your actual doctor, not a walking clinic. And second, it doesn't say anything about what you had. It just says that you couldn't work. Well, we need to know what the issue was, what the condition was. Wow. Uh, otherwise, it's not good enough. Uh, and he was very frustrated. He said, I can't even get an appointment with my family doctor. It's going to take uh, a while. Uh, and and he called me and he said, well, can they do that and, and what can happen to me? So let's be very, very clear. Uh, if you're sick and you need to show that a doctor's note, then a walk-in clinic is perfectly fine. There's no requirement, none at all, that you go to your family doctor, you go to a specialist, family doctor or walk-in clinic, just as fine, just as legal. No one can tell you who to go to. That's nonsense. By the way, what if you don't have a family doctor? So ridiculous. Second, and probably even more important, is your employer does not have a right to ask what your medical condition is. That's personal. That's private. Okay? They don't have a right to know that. The only thing they have a right to ask is, can you work or can you not work? Prognosis, not diagnosis. So the fact that they try to ask that question allows them to say, thanks, but no thanks. That's a perfectly appropriate doctor's note. They can't punish him. They can't send him home. They can't consider him to have resigned. They can't fire him. They can't do anything. If they do, that could be a human rights violation. That could be a wrongful dismissal. So I want everyone to understand that if you're sick, you need a doctor's note, go to a doctor, whether it's a walk-in clinic or your regular, regular doctor. All your doctor needs to say is that you can't work. That's it. Your employer cannot do anything or require you to provide anything more. 
Going to move over to our phone calls here in just a minute, but I know you got something else cooking. What else happened this week? I spoke with another gentleman who uh, always worked Monday to Friday, and uh, the company recently decided that, that they want their employees to work uh, uh, occasionally on weekends, a rotating schedule on weekends where they'd have to work on a Saturday. Every employee said yes except this person because he was a single father, uh, and well, he split custody with his wife, and sure. the weekend was his time to spend with his kids. So he said, no, I can't do that. Uh, so because he can do that, the company said, well, then you've resigned. They gave him a letter saying, uh, we wish you all the best. And mm -hmm. he called me. Well, of course, John, that is not a no. resignation. They changed the terms of employment. Now, the fact that other employees were fine with that doesn't mean that they have a right to do that. If you work Monday to Friday and they want you to work on the weekend, you have a right to say no. And that's not a resignation. That's a constructive dismissal. You wrote severance. So for him, I'm going to work with him to get him a severance. And the lesson, of course, is, again, as I've said before, your employer can't just change the terms of your employment. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell and one triple eight two two five. talk You want to call in, ask your questions. We'd love to have you till around 10 to 8 tonight. That's why we are here after all. Maria, good evening. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Great. What's going on with you? Um, so my question is, I, I've been employed full-time. I've been with the same company for about 16 years now, and I'm considering switching to part-time employment maybe sometime in the next year or so. And I'm just wondering if I do that, is my employer obligated to, to make that accommodation for me, or could they use that as, as a termination basis? Great question. Excellent question. Now, Maria, is there a, a particular reason, maybe a medical reason why you want to do that, or is it just a personal preference? Yeah, no, it's just a personal preference. Okay. So because it's a personal preference, because there's no underlying reason that, that requires you to do this, that is not something that they're required to accept. In other words, if, if the deal is you work full-time, uh, just like they couldn't necessarily uh, bring you to part-time, you don't necessarily have the ability to say, I've decided that I'm going part-time. They obviously can say, sure, that's fine, we're happy to do that, and, and on we go. Or they can say, no, we don't have the ability to accommodate you, and, and if you you don't want to work full-time, then you've resigned. So you can't impose that. What I would propose is speak to them uh, and, and see if that could be worked out, perhaps decide on a date in the future where you know they have some time to make the arrangements. But ultimately, if they say no, uh, that's not something that they're required to do, Maria. Okay. All right. Perfect. Appreciate uh, appreciate that call, Maria. Any more information moving forward? Simple uh, to get a hold of Lior and the crew one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred or simply help at employmenthour.com. Going to move on. Got to Rick online. Hey, Rick. Good evening. Hey, how are you tonight? Good, fella. What's going on with you? Okay, here's my situation. Um, I've been working for the company I worked for for ten years. Uh, I'm I'm sixty three right now. Uh, over the last year or so. I've developed uh, carpal tunnel syndrome and some neuropathy issues uh, with my arm and my wrist. And unfortunately, um, I'm not able to do the level of work that I was able to do in the past. Um, I've tried to explain this to my employer, uh, and he doesn't seem to be taking it serious. Uh, I do a fair amount of physical work um, but unfortunately my condition isn't getting any better and my doctor says the only way it's going to get better first of all with carpal tunnel is possibly with surgery but maybe with some uh, physiotherapy 
Um, and he did tell me that, you know, the more I use that right hand and that right arm, it's only going to get worse. So I don't know what to do. Um, I've been with the company 10 years, and um, I've explained it to my employer, and he just he just seems to ignore it. And um, Yeah, it's easier for him to, to just kind of brush it off, I guess, sure. Well, that's exactly what's happening, and I brought it up a couple of times, and he says, oh, okay, and we'll change this, we'll change that. Nothing has really changed, and um, I, can no, I can't do this for much longer because right. the more I do this, the worse the condition is going to get. Now, he knows I've been going to physiotherapy. He knows that uh, to the point that he's actually paid for part of the phys- physiotherapy that I've been taking because I don't have the proper benefits. Now, so uh, now Rick, let, let me ask you this. Yeah. Sorry, Rick. Yeah. Uh, ha- have you given your employer something from your doctor saying these are the limitations that you have? I haven't done that yet, but to be honest with you, funny you mention that, I did speak to my neurologist this week. I did have an appointment, and I asked him if, if, if need be, which I think it is, uh, would he be able to prepare a letter? And he said, no problem. He'd be more than happy to do that. So I am probably, uh, by mid-next week, I am going to have a formal letter from the doctor explaining what the situation is. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I will have something like that, let's Good. say for next week. So, so here's the thing. For, in order to impose a, a legal obligation on your employer to accommodate you, you, you do need something from a doctor. So you saying, listen, my, my arm is bothering me or, or I, I can't do this. I mean, a, a, a decent you know, employer usually would say, well, I'm not going to let you get hurt. But in terms of an actual legal obligation, you need something from a doctor. Once you get something from a doctor that says, you know, these are Rick's limitation. He can't do this type of work or that type of work then he has to accommodate you. He has to provide accommodation, whether that means changing your job in a way that allows you to do certain things that don't hurt you or finding you another job, etc. If he doesn't do that, if he still says, hey, I, I got your doctor's note, but I don't care, that becomes a human rights violation. That could also be a constructive dismissal. In other words, that would create a situation that potentially allows you to get out of there with compensation, which easily could be a year's pay, could be more than that too, depending on a number of factors. So right. you need, you, you're doing the right thing. You're, you're getting, to go, getting to the doctor. You gotta give him that note. The note has to be fairly specific in terms of what you can and cannot do. Uh, and if at that point, Rick, if you still are getting pushback or if you still are not getting any help and accommodation, that's the time to give me a call at the office. Let's sit down and talk about how we force the issue. But the doctor's note is the key here. Okay, let me ask you just one quick question. Just give me 10 more seconds. Sure, um, you got time. The company is very small. Yep. Um, what I do is I drive a truck and I do merchandising and I deliver packages and this, that, and the other thing. There is no other position Unfortunately, there's four people in the office, and there's no other position that I would be able to do. You see, there's only one driver's position. That's my position. The other positions are accounting and administration positions. So my concern is that if I said to him, listen, and I did bring the letter, and I said, listen, I just, unfortunately, I just cannot do this anymore, and here's the reason why. I mean, he's going to say to me, well, that's fine, but you know what? i got nothing else for you to do. 
Well, but Rick, obviously at this point, you haven't given him something from a doctor, but you have gone to him with your concerns and you have asked yeah. for some changes. So presumably yeah. you've asked him to do something because there's something that he could do to help you, right? So, th so that's what I mean. So it doesn't have to be another job. It could be whatever it is to, to help you to maybe take some tasks away from you and give it to other people so that you could do your job. So there's no, there's no limit. And listen, if there's literally nothing that they could do to accommodate you, that's a different situation. But it seems to me, based on, on kind of how you, you started this, this chat with me t th uh, tonight, that you've been asking for help and he's been saying no or he hasn't been doing it. And you've been asking for help because there's something that he could do to actually help you. Right, so that's right. where the duty to accommodate helps, and that's what he has to do once you get the doctor's note. Okay, so submit the doctor's note, and if I still don't get any any feedback, uh, then I should give you a call. Absolutely, right away, yes. Okay. Listen, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Rick, appreciate your call tonight. You know, we'll take a, a short break here, get to more of your calls. Lines are open, ready for you. That's how we solve the problems even on the air. That's before you call the or even afterwards and get more details. That number, by the way, 1-855-821-5900. You can always email help at employmenthour.com and to call in tonight right till around 10 to you got plenty of time. Just getting warmed up, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. And toll free one triple eight two two five talk right here employment hour global news radio six it is the employment hour indeed yep four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell one triple eight two two five talk that number is toll free right back to the phone calls where we'd like to to hang out is with you hey Patrick good evening hi how are you good brother what's uh, what's going on in your world well um, I'm a sales rep for a company. And every year we have our end of the year meeting where we discuss what we're going to be doing in the future for as far as business, uh, what our commission structure is going to be, how much more business we're going to bring in. Now they call that our contract. And during the, the discussions, they, they tell us, okay, uh, this is what's going to happen. And at the end, we have to sign this contract. And if we don't sign it, what they tell us is that by not signing it, you are in fact quitting. But I, I'm not an independent. I work for the company. I mean, it's not like I have my own company where I write things off. So I'm an employee, but they're calling this a contract. Can they do that? So uh, they, will they with, uh, withhold taxes off your pay? Yes. So so you're an employee like anyone else. Now, th this like, this contract, quote-unquote, that they want you to sign, does it sets what, your targets, I guess? Well, it sets our targets, what the commissions are going to be. Uh, what our area is going to be, but uh, in the in the past years it hasn't been bad. But now they're starting to put things in place which are actually going to hurt me. Like they want me to bring in business, but they want to hold the option of turning into a corporate account, which means I don't get commissions for it. Um, things like increasing your area, but not increasing your commissions. Right. Yeah. So I get we're it. Saying, well, why am I? You know, this is actually going to make me less money. But they're saying, well, if you don't sign the contract, you're technically resigning but every you know we our paycheck is it's not like uh, i have uh my own company yeah no no i, I get it yeah them. yeah no i understand so so here's how, how this works they're obviously trying to change the terms of your employment right they're, they're trying to impose terms that that ultimately are not good for you they could cost you money so exactly. if you decide not to sign 
and as a result they end the relationship with you, that's actually a constructive dismissal. That's not a resignation, which means you're you're going to be out severance. You don't have a right to, or sorry, an obligation. You don't have an obligation to accept a negative change to the terms of your employment. Uh, most people wouldn't. If you told most people, sign this to, to take a 20% pay cut, uh, they'll say thanks, but no thanks, right? And you have a right to say the same thing, thanks, but no thanks. And if they decide because of that to end the relationship, that's either a termination or a constructive dismissal, and you're going to be owed severance. Now, Patrick, how long have you worked there for? Uh, for this company, about the last almost 13 years. 13 years in a, in a sales role. And, and how old are you, Patrick? 58. Well, someone in your situation could easily get 14, 15 months of pay, okay? So okay. Uh, so that's what's at stake here based on your average earnings. So, yeah, you can decide to accept. Remember, though, if you accept this, then you're kind of stuck with it. And by accepting this, this thing that they're implementing, you may give them a right to do it again in the future. So I would be very, very careful. Uh, if you want to talk about it, if you want me to, to take a look at the documents specifically, happy to do that. Call or email me. And certainly, if they say you've resigned, if they let you go, you definitely, definitely at that point have to get on the phone and call me at the office. Now, does it matter that in the past we've done this every year? Well, it's one thing if you've done it, but what you're telling me is that right now they're trying to do something that's different. They're trying to put, well, they put in place things that are bad. Yeah. So like that's the problem. They, every year they'll ask for more business and say, okay, fine, we, we set our targets for the area, what areas we're going to develop. But this year they're saying, well, we want to put a clause, which means we can take the account if we feel it's a corporate account or it's going to grow into yeah. a corporate account, but I won't get commissions for it, but I still have to go out yeah. and get the account. You can absolutely say no, Patrick. And, and you know, like I said, you want me to take a look at it? Happy to, but you, you can say no. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thanks, Patrick. And here's that number. Please uh, write it down. Keep it. I got a bit of a feeling that you're going to need it. one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 Want to email Lior? No problem. Help at employmenthour.com. Moving on up and uh, we'll get to, to Mike. Hey, Mike, good evening. Hey, how's it going? Good, sir. What's going on with you? Um, I actually just had a quick question about uh, mm-hmm. my wife's position. She's a salaried employee and she works She's supposed to work 40 hours, but there's weeks where she goes over. I don't know exact hours that she might work, but she says she's not entitled to overtime. What kind of of a job does your wife do? She works for a telecommunications company. (laughs) I won't mention the name. I understand. Yes. Uh, Is she a manager? No, she's just a, uh, she's an assistant to the manager. Okay. Uh, so if she's not a manager, if she does not have managerial responsibilities, then she's okay. out overtime. Okay, she, and, and okay. it doesn't matter whether she's on a salary or hourly. And, and this is an important misconception because a lot of people believe that just because you're on a salary, you don't get overtime. Uh, so right. she does get overtime, and, and uh, assuming this, if it's a provincially regulated position, over 44 hours a week, she gets overtime, uh, okay. and, and it's time and a half. So the way we work it is. We simply look at her weekly salary. We divide that by 44. That yeah. gets us an hourly rate. And time and a half is what she gets for anything over 44 hours a week. So what okay. I would do is I would make sure that they know that. And and if you need my help to, to show them the law, then have connect me after. I can send you something by email. She can show it to them, and maybe they'll say, okay, we understand. 
if they still won't pay it, she can complain to the Ministry of Labor. Uh, she can uh, have me write them a letter. There's a bunch of options that she has. But, yeah, she should be getting overtime, again, unless she's a manager, unless she has respons- managerial responsibilities. Now, she's, she's told me that it's, like, in her worked into her contract or something like that. I forget exactly how she worded it, stating that she doesn't get it. With and I'll make, I'll make it very clear. You, you can't contract out of overtime. So she could sign a document. She can write it uh, in blood uh, on, a, on a piece of paper saying, I'm not going to get overtime. It doesn't matter. Okay. If she works All more right. than 44 hours, they have to pay her overtime. You, you can't give up those rights. If you work it, the company has to pay it. It's as simple okay. as that. Now, could uh, they owe her back pay for two years? Yeah, she, she can go back two years, Mike. years. How far, sorry? Two years. Okay, because she's been with the company for almost nine and not got it at all. Wow, wow, no, no. She can, she can unfortunately, only go back two years, but listen, two years is, is better than nothing, right? Right. So I, I okay. would, I would now, if she, if she wants to pursue that, obviously she has to decide how that will or, or will not impact the relationship with the company, but if right. she wants to proceed, if she wants to pursue that, and if she cannot resolve that with them internally, have her give me a call or, or email me. Let me chat with her about the best way to go about doing that. Mike, appreciate that call. Going to let you go, and here is the number you want to use uh, to follow through, one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. For you as well, still plenty of time to call in, ask your questions. I'd love to have you on the air here with Lior. And, uh, and join the show, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and one 225 talk That will be toll-free. Get to uh, Don. Hey, Don, good evening. How are you doing tonight? Good. What's uh, what's going on in your world, pal? Well, I was uh, I was injured back years ago. I'm uh, 55. Back in uh, the 1900s, <laughs> <laughs> I was hit by a left truck. Guy was speeding on the left truck. I got hit by the left truck and uh, injured my shoulder. Okay. Was that and at work, uh, Don? It was at work, yeah. Yep. It was at yep, work. It was, doc- it was documented and everything else. The guy was fired on the spot, and uh, I got compensation, but I I did not write off. Like, I did not sign anything from compensation. I'm just wondering if, like, because my shoulder's really starting to hurt real bad now. I'm just wondering if there's anything. Any recourse? Like I- yeah, no, recourse, there wouldn't be yeah. any any recourse now. I mean, you did really the only thing you can do when you're you're hurt at work, which is to apply to workers' compensation. Uh, but you know, at some point they stop paying you, obviously, uh, and, yeah, and the, yeah, any limitation yeah, did, period yeah. would have expired. You know, you said in the 1900s. Uh, so, so no, there's unfortunately you can't go back now. What hindsight, of course, is 2020. Uh, if uh, if you weren't fine when they stopped paying you, then you should have pursued the matter with workers' compensation to make sure that they continue paying you or they pay you a greater amount, etc. cetera. Uh, potentially, they could have to pay you till the age of retirement and beyond. But uh, in your situation, given the fact that you said it's been some, some time, uh, you, you'd be out of time to pursue this, Don. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of thought that, but I was, I was just, I I was just uh, curious, like, yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, Thanks, Don. It's always good to give okay. it a right. good to give it a kick in the can and find out, right? Thanks, Don. Appreciate that call. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. Moving on to Ken. Hey, Ken, how are you, gentlemen? What's going on? Uh, 
this happened to me uh, about 15 years ago, and in that time there were not a lot of uh, people like uh, Lear around that you can go to. The you know the average law firm had a tucked away in the corner somewhere some employment <laughs> lawyer. But anyway, I was uh, I was given a uh, I was dismissed without cause on a Wednesday, and I was told that you have to sign this package by Friday or everything was null and void. And uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know any better. Now, my question is, with all these big companies and their massive HR departments uh, against the lonely little uh, employee that doesn't know anything, why would they get away with this instead of being Great question. Know you, you know? Well, they, they, why, why they get away with it. The they get away with it, unfortunately, because most people don't know any better. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. They get away with it because people either like I said, don't know any better, they don't know that they're owed something, they don't know that that deadline is irrelevant, or the people that look at the, the offer may look at it and think it's good because, again, they don't necessarily know what they're owed. So the company has the information, that has the knowledge. The individual often doesn't. There's this you know, imbalance of knowledge, and uh, the, the employee often ends up being the loser. That was really the entire reason behind this radio program. Uh, we decided to do that to, so that people now have the knowledge. So, so let me let me ask you a couple of questions, Ken. Let me make you feel really bad, okay? <laughs> so, how long did you work for this company? Uh, about thirty years. Oh, okay. Jesus! Thirty years. I, I see where this is going. Uh, and uh, how old were you at the time when they let you go? Uh, I was in my uh, late fifties. All right, late fifties. And what did they offer you? Do you remember? Not numbers, but in terms of months paid. Do you rec- do you recall? Yeah, I got two years severance plus I got uh, one year full benefits. Uh, so I was—I don't think I was that bad. Oh no, you, then I'm not going to make you feel bad because you—you you did yeah. okay. I mean, the benefits may have been—you uh, know—should have been a bit longer, but overall, you—you you did okay. Uh, so the fact that they put that pressure on you doesn't mean necessarily that you kind of lost something. Most people, I can tell you, you know, would be offered six months pay when yeah. they should be offered two years pay. So, so at least you can sleep at night, Ken, knowing that you weren't uh, taken advantage of. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just I just don't think it's fair. I think it's it's, it's a form of lying to to uh, you know to pressure employees to do something quickly when they don't really have to by law. I agree completely. That's exactly the way it is. And then, you know, thank you for calling. And everyone listening out there, that's exactly what it is. That's why we're here to say that if you are let go, you're being called into that meeting in the boardroom and they put papers. And by the way, you got to sign this by Friday. Don't worry about it. Your, your rights don't expire Friday. You have two years to pursue those rights. So don't fall for it. Don't sign off and then realize, holy cow, I made a mistake. Call me. Email me if you want. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Do something to make sure that you know what you're signing, you know what you're owed before it's too late. And like you said, the, you know the, the whole question is, you know, behind why do big companies with HR do this? It's a money's game. Well, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a money game. You know, if, if the company lets go 10 people and they offer all of them inadequate severance, they offer all of them half of what they're owed, most of right. them are going to say yes. It's a pretty good uh, pretty good odds, pretty good uh, game yeah. to play. That's what they do it. And, you know, most people don't know any better. So if you're listening to us right now, guess what? You do know better. So don't let that happen to you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one 225 talk That number for the show is toll-free. As you know, Ted, uh, you're next up. How are you? Oh, hey, good. How are you? Good, sir. What's going on with you? Hey, Leo, just a quick question for you. Uh, if, yeah. if, I let, if I've been with a company for, let's say, call it 10 years, I leave, I resign, uh, but I come back to that company and have a what's called a previous recognition employment. So do they then 
honor my, and I'm not worried I'm going to get let go. It's more of a general question. Will they honor my, let's say, my total tenure of the company, or will they just give me the return to work date as far as severance? Excellent question, question, Ted. Now, uh, when you say that that they recognize past service, how did they do that? Uh, So basically they acknowledged all of my vacation time back. Yeah. and they don't really go by seniority, but just more, mostly my previous uh, vacation time. So I have five weeks in total. And, and when you came back, you were gone for eight months. Did you have to apply for a job and go through an interview process, or did you maybe make yeah. a call and they brought you back? Yes. I basically uh, made a call, uh, had interviews because I left on good terms. I came back to the company um, as if I never left. So so here's the answer then. If, if you're gone for a while and when you come back they treat you like a new employee if they treat you like a new employee then it's new employment that that starts in most cases if they don't treat you like a new employee if they treat you like essentially you've been here before we're going to give you the same vacation we're going to put you in the same role we're going to give you the pay then then they can't then say that 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 the seniority doesn't uh, or starts again so in your situation based on what you've described to me the full period of time would be would have to be considered. Now, okay. just because I said that doesn't mean that if they do let you go, that they're going to do it automatically. They may say, no, no, we, when yeah. you were gone, uh, it started again, and, and we're not going to consider that. If they do that, that would be wrong, okay? That would be something that they're not allowed to do. That doesn't mean that they're not going to try. But in terms of what they're obligated, based on what you've described to me, and this is a common situation, in most cases like this, they would absolutely have to account for the full uh, service when it comes to calculating your severance. Thank you for answering my question, Mayor. Have a great night. You too, Ted. Thanks, Ted. Appreciate it. Interesting call because usually it's a case where they're let go and then they come back eight months later on the company's dime as opposed to re- as opposed to resigning and then applying for the job again. Different but interesting, right? They're different and, and, and not uncommon. You know, if people yeah. uh, leave and they, they realize, oh, you know what, the grass is not always greener, they come back. Uh, but in, in, in most of these cases, when they do come back, especially when it's not, you know, been gone for five years, Right. The service doesn't start again. It continues, which means when it comes to severance, uh, there's no break in service. That's how the questions get answered here. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell one triple eight two two five. talk That number's toll-free till around 10 to 8 tonight. you still got plenty of time to, uh, to call in. Give us a ring. Hey, Alex, how are you? Yes, how are you guys? Good. What's going on with you? Yes, so I'm calling on behalf of my wife, and I got a question. So my wife has been working for the software developing company uh, for about seven years now, a little bit more. And right now she's on the maternity leave. So uh, she's about to go back to work in about three months, and she heard that they're letting some people go. So she's worried that they're going to let her go, and she told me that if they would, she's only... As a, on the experience of other people, people have been getting very small amount for severance. But I told her it's not like that. So how does it work? Well, obviously, first of all, when it comes to severance, let's remember that it's not what the company pay, wants to pay. It's the law decides. You know, the law is going to decide what she's owed. So if the company wants to pay little but the law says she should get a lot, then she gets a lot. But l- let's address this specific situation. If they let her go for reasons that are completely unrelated to the pregnancy or, or to the maternity leave, then they're allowed to let, let her go, and then it's just a question of severance. If they let her go, if, if the reason they're letting her go has anything at all to do with the pregnancy leave or the, the maternity leave, that is illegal. That is a human rights violation. They cannot let her go. So the first question, the first thing I'd want to understand if they let her go is, is why. 
Is it part of a big restructuring, in which case, okay, it's probably legal, or are they simply letting her go because they they like her replacement better, in which case that is illegal and that's a human rights violation. So that's the first thing we would have to consider. The second thing is let's talk about severance. Let's assume that there's no human rights violation. It's just a question of severance. She's been there for seven years. Uh, what kind of a job? What does she do? She's a project coordinator and kind of assistant of the manager. Okay, good. And how old is your wife, Alex? She's 37. Good. So someone in her situation would be looking at right around eight months of pay. Okay, about eight months of pay. So that's what she'd be owed. Uh, and, and, you know, if the company says it's less, well, I just told you that it is it is what it is. She should give me a call when that happens because not only, of course, am I going to want to make sure that she gets the severance that she's owed, but also that there's no human rights violation, that they're not letting her go because of the maternity leave. Okay. All right. So, but if they're doing restructuring, they can basically let her go. Are they doing some kind of restructuring in the company and stuff? If they let her go only because of that restructuring and it has nothing to do with her pregnancy, then yes, they can, but they have to pay the severance. They have to pay the severance. All right. Yes. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex, and uh, the best to you and your wife as well to move uh, forward on that any information you need, if you do so need. one 855 Help at employmenthour.com. We'll, uh, we'll move on to, uh, to Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. Good evening. Hi, Jen. Jennifer's still there. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. What's going on? Um, I wanted to know, um, in regards to a severance package, if a company offers you a um, lump sum versus um, being paid out over the course of a year, um, but the being paid out over the course of a year is going to be um, giving you a much higher payout, um, are they, can they legally do that? Because can they legally um, can only offer you half of what they would over uh, offer you over the course of a year, but just in, within like a lump sum? Excellent question, Jennifer. So here's how this works. A company has to pay a certain amount of severance. They're allowed to put in a condition that they only pay that over time. And they may say, we're going to pay your full severance. We're going to pay it over time. So that's yours. No problem. If you want the money now, then we'll, 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 we'll offer you less. You don't have to accept it. You can take your full severance. So they can do that as long as you have the option to accept your full severance, even if it's paid over time. How long have you worked, Jennifer? Uh, 18 years. Okay. And, and how old are you? What kind of a job? Uh, I'm sorry. What was that? How old are you and what kind of a job do you have? Uh, I'm in sales and I'm 59 years old. So someone in your situation, you know, you're, you're kind of probably the classic month per year person, but 18 months pay. So if they've offered you an option to take 18 months payable over time, that's legal. Uh, is that what they've offered? Uh, yeah, close to that. Okay. So, so again, I haven't seen the offer, so it's hard for me to say more. But if you have the option to accept 18 months, then you're probably okay as long as all components of your compensation are accounted for. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks, Jennifer, and have a good evening. You need to call Lior afterwards for any time, one 821 5900 we got time to get to Gary on here. Hey, Gary, good evening. Hey, good evening. What's going on? So if I'm with a company for a couple of years, right, mm-hmm. and um, after being with them, I have all my vacation and everything accumulated, and they've come to the, the entire um, employee and said, listen, your 
the business is going to be transferred to another company and uh, your contract time with us is going to end when we transition over to this new company. You're not, you're not going to lose any um, vacation and any years of service. But if you choose to not go over to the company, you're only going to get the minimum two years. Um, two, two, I think they said two weeks per year of severance pay. Mm. Um, what would be my option there? Should I just go into this new company without taking the package or take the package that they're going to offer? So if, if you accept a job with a buyer when the business is sold, then uh, you don't, you're not owed severance, but the new company inherits your service, which means down the road if they let you go and they have to pay you severance, they have to account with the service you had with the previous company. Now, if you decide not to accept, then you're only going to get your minimums, which is, I guess, two weeks, but unless you have a good reason as to why you didn't accept. So let's say that the new job is going to pay you less money or it's going to be at a different location. So if you have a good reason why you're not accepting, then you're still going to get your full severance, which could be four, five, six months pay uh, in your situation. So that's what it comes down to. If you simply decide, I'm not going to accept it, I'm going to take some time off or go back to school or whatever it is, that's fine. But you're not going to get your full severance. You're going to only get two weeks pay. So that's how it works. It's up to you what you decide to do. Uh, if there is a good reason why you're not accepting and, and you're not going to accept it, that's when you and I have to connect and talk. Okay, Gary? Okay, great. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Gary. We'll move on. i got one minute left. Uh, James, quickly. Yes, sir. Hi, Thank James. you for my call. Yeah. Hi, sure. thank you. Um, real quickly, if hypothetically someone is to quit and give their two weeks notice and upon hearing this, the upper management says that, okay, well, you know what? Don't bother. Thank you. Yeah, uh, the, yeah just terminate Friday. Um, and I'll take the answer offline. What does that do? Because obviously the person will get, you know, uh, not get paid for the, uh, the rest of two weeks mm-hmm. if they wanted to. So what happens in that case? Thank you. Gotcha. Thanks, James. So so it's it's quite simple. If you gave two weeks notice and they say, well, we want you to go home now, that's fine. But they still have to pay you for that two weeks. Okay. So in your case, again, two weeks, they have to pay it to you. If they don't pay it to you, you can call me. You can go to the Ministry of Labor even for that. Uh, they have to pay it out. Another good, uh, another good night, my friend. We'll uh, we'll take it from there. Wednesdays are always awesome. Thanks to you, our listeners, for calling in and contributing with all your questions. Everybody learns that way. We're back here on the weekend to do the weekend shows. Of course, Employment Hour at 30 happens on Global TV and CTV Saturday and Sunday mornings. And you want to reach out now that we're done any time to get a hold of Lee or do so. Advise you write this number down, 1-855-821-5900. Email us, help at employmenthour.com. And if you want to find out what you really owe, do not sign anything until you call first. You can also go to severancepaycalculator.com. Till next time, this has been the Employment Hour on Point. Alex Pearson coming right up on Global News Radio.